Amen. Hey, uh, once again, how many guys, I'm going to ask you again, how many guys have been here the whole time, all the studies? Oh, hey, pretty good show. That's right. So for those of you who haven't, let's uh, do uh, once again by way of recap. Our first study, of course, was dealing with the history of abortion. We took a look at the unfortunate news that we are following, unfortunately, as a country, the same uh, path of Romans chapter 1 and the society that went down the tubes. We were given into live evolution that says there is no God. And so what happens? You become a very immoral society, Romans 1 says. Then you don't turn away from that lie. You don't only get immoral. You start accepting homosexuality and lesbianism. Romans 1 says that. Then if you don't turn away from that, and we haven't done that either as a nation, then you start getting into a depraved mind and you start doing things you ought not to do. And hello, I think we can agree that abortion, murdering children by the tunes of tens of millions is something you ought not to do. Then the second study, we dealt with the motive. motive uh, why are these people doing this? Uh, we saw, unfortunately, people are becoming millionaires off of this. Not only murdering the children, you're going to see, Lord willing, tonight, just how much they're making on killing just one baby. It's sick. Uh, but they're make, And not just killing the child, but also selling the body parts. Why? Because the Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and that, folks, is frankly evil. Then we saw, unfortunately, where's the church in all this? Well, you'd think that we'd be standing strong, but most churches don't even touch this with a 10-foot pole. And other ones who claim to be churches or Christians or even so-called pastors, they're actually out there. We saw the proof actually asking God to bless Planned Parenthood, and they're acting as chaplains to help these girls ease their tensions as they murder their child and uh, to ease them spiritually. In fact, you're going to hear an actual audio recording, Lord willing, tonight of one of those examples. And you're thinking, well, how could that happen? Well, because we saw the biblical truth. Not everybody who professes to belong to Christ really does. There is such a category as fake false brothers. We dealt with that as well. Then we dealt with the survivors of the abortion movement. Again, what is abortion? The mass murder of children. And that's what we saw. Not the men and women who tried to kill their own child through abortion, but the ones who actually survived their murder attempt. Okay, the ones that they said was just not a viable human, a blob of tissue. No, nope, they were survived, some of them with their limbs missing, and now we're seeing them as adult given the testimony. What do you say about that? Then we dealt with the aftermath of abortion. And of course, uh, we not only see that, of course, abortion, uh, the Bible says you reap what you sow. Abortion is the sin of murder, right? So you're not going to be blessed by that. You're going to reap what you sow, and it not only... Uh, hurts and harms and kills the children, but it hurts and harms women and families and marriages and relationships and you name it. And many women statistically even end up killing themselves because they can't handle uh, what they've done. They know that it was wrong. Then last time we dealt with the response to the abortion. How do we give a reason, biblical, loving, philosophical response to these people who actually still in our society today, you're going to see video clips again tonight, that they actually make no qualms about it. We have a right to murder children. It's crazy. And that's what we dealt with last time, a methodical, reason, biblical, apologetic study on how to answer these people who try to justify abortion, i.e. the mass murder of children. Now, tonight, I thought we were going to conclude our study with this next one called the future of abortion, where it is headed if we don't keep speaking up, folks. Okay, but there's so much going on, we're going to have to deal with this in two parts. So this is going to be, Lord willing, part one of the future of abortion. And again, where we're headed with this, folks, is not good. It's already bad. I mean, murdering tens of millions of children, hello, that is bad. You are literally killing your future, okay, as we saw before. Okay, but if we don't speak up now, folks, it is going to get even worse. Do you think it's bad that they're murdering tens of millions in the womb? I'm telling you. They're already starting to go outside the womb, and they're not going to stop there. They're going to go to the other end of the spectrum, and they're going to start getting and knocking off adults. Okay, we'll get to that uh, as well. But this is exactly, believe it or not, the kind of brutal, wicked behavior the Bible said would appear on the world scene 
when you're living in the last days. That's our opening text tonight, 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, let's take a look. What kind of a society would appear on the scene when we're living in the last days? 2 Timothy chapter 3, if you find 1 Timothy, what do you do? Hang it right. That's right. You find 3 Timothy, what do you do? You throw it away. It's not in the Bible, right? So let's, uh, let's, uh, it's somewhere in there, right? 2 Timothy chapter 3, stalled enough time there. It's on page 1891 in my Bible, if that helps. I gave you a little bit more time, but we're about ready to start. And uh, the Ryan and Tracy show has now showed up. We can get started. Praise God. Thank you guys for being here. Live from Vegas, right? All right, that's enough stalling. Let's take a look. Uh, but mark this. Here's what Paul says. There's going to be what? Great times in the last days? No, terrible times. In fact, he gives you a whole litmus of why it's so terrible, right? People will be lovers of themselves. Good thing we don't see that happening in our world today. Are you kidding me? How many times we kick this one? What's the number one celebrated virtue in our society today? Love yourself. Self-love, self-respect, self-esteem. The Bible says you want to do some loving, you love God first. Then your neighbor, you're down the list. Oh, you want to esteem somebody? You esteem others better than yourself. You want some respect? You need to give the Savior some respect for all he's done for you. Oh, you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? The first thing you must do is deny yourself. Pick up your cross and come follow him in the Greek so as to make it a habit of life. Our world is infatuated with selfism, which is the number one law of Satanism, do what you will shall be the whole of the law. That is a celebrated virtue in our society today. As we saw, even with the abortion, murdering children, what is the big reason for people killing their children? Self. It's all about self, whether it's for greed, right, Ron, or a selfish decision. I don't want to deal with this. I don't have time. I, I, I. Same thing. So lovers of self, they're also going to be lovers of money. That certainly goes in with the abortion. Uh, movement as well. They're going to be boastful and proud. Wait till you see the abortion movement and their behavior tonight. Wow. Uh, Abusive, certainly. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control. What's that word? Brutal. We're going to hang on that one tonight. Brutal. I'm going to open up the Greek on that one. Brutal. Not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. You know what? I can't come to church services, Pastor Billy. There's a game on. What's that? Lovers of pleasure rather than... You know, Pastor Billy, I can't make it to Wednesday night service. It's a great show. And the DVR broke. Or actually, I do have a DVR, but I just don't want to use it. I don't want to watch it. What's that? Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's another thing that's affecting today, right? Uh, having a form of godliness, right? They say they're Christians. They say they're spiritual. They say they love God, but denying its power. Hang out with these people because we're all supposed to be one in this giant ecumenical movement as we display our love for one another and tolerate everything. Man, I got to get rid of this Bible. It's just got this bad translation. No, what's it say? Have nothing to do with them. Okay, so again, the Bible is very clear. This is some clear-cut signs of the society that's going to appear on the world when you're living in the last days in that generation, like it, lump it, leave it or not. And basically, in a nutshell, what you're seeing is that world is going to be one that is so filled with absolute, unadulterated wickedness, nonstop, every kind of angle you can think of. Which, by the way, is a repeat and a prophecy Jesus said. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Before Jesus came back, you're going to see a repeat of Noah's day. And one of the things, if you read the Genesis account, in Noah's day, what was that society like? They were so wicked that they just thought wicked and did wickedness continually, the scripture says. 
And it grieved the heart of God. And Paul says, Jesus, Paul says here, Jesus says elsewhere, it's going to be repeated again in the last days. He said they're going to be selfish and greedy and boastful and prideful, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, out of control, evil, treacherous, rash, conceited, and brutal. Every single one. Name one that's not going on today. Right? It's not 50-50. Wow, we still got half more to go. Or two-thirds. Boy, we still got a third, though. We ain't quite there yet. 100% of those folks is going on in our world right now. And dare I say, even in the church. Okay? With what's going on in what I call church world. Okay? But again, what I want to focus on is that's not only a sign that we are in the last days in that generation. But I want to focus again on that word there, brutal. Okay? Brutal is the Greek word anameros. Let's say that. Anameros, you Greek scholars, give yourself a golf clap tonight. You guys are doing good and feeling good. Uh, but anameros means to not be tame, listen, to be savage, to be fierce, right? And, and folks, you look at that, wonder of wonders, uh, isn't that also going on in our world today? How people are treating each other? You know, people like, if I want a pair of sneakers and you got them and I don't, I will kill you. That's savage. That's fierce. That's brutal. That's anameros. Now, let's, let's go back to what we're dealing with. Okay, Uh, I'm sorry, but when you, no, I'm not sorry. When you take a child in the womb and you literally pull its limbs apart piece by piece, that's anomeros. That's brutal. That's just not, that's savage. What kind of people do that? But that's what Paul said is going to appear on the scene, anomeros society. It's just going to be so brutal. You're going to act like a bunch of savages. And folks, I really think that certainly fits with this whole theme of abortion amongst other things we're seeing in our society as well. How flippantly people are to kill each other, and certainly children, literally limb by limb. Okay, But what I want to do is to let you know about the future. Because if this savage behavior doesn't stop, folks, it's going to get even worse. You think it's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. Because they will not, and they are not, dare I say, they are not going to stop in the womb. In fact, we're going to see again tonight, they're already going outside the womb, and I'm telling you, they're not going to stop there. They're going to go to the other end of the spectrum, and they're going to start knocking off people until they create the perfect society. You think I'm kidding? We're going to watch that trail. We're going to start tonight. Now, let me give you the breakdown. How are they going to create that last day society, brutally wicked, with what we're seeing? Well, the first way you do that is you do what we've been seeing. You brutally, savagely murder children in the womb, okay? And again, this is just kind of a recap where we've been so far, but I want you to see how they will not stop, and they are not stopping with just this brutal, wicked behavior of murdering children in the womb. It's going to go out and keep on going, okay? But this is what you do. You first start with killing uh, children in the womb. Now, just to show you how onomeros, how brutal, how savage that really is, right now in our country, folks, it is legal to kill these babies in all 50 states, this is a photo, because see, again, don't, don't use their terminology and don't hide behind the verbiage. But when you expose it for what it is, this is what's going on. This is the brutal, savage, wicked behavior in our country today. That's a baby at 12 weeks. And in all 50 states, they're killing them by the millions. Babies. Yeah, smaller, but it's still a baby. Right? I'm smaller. Than a lot of people. That's right. And I'm somebody's baby. Last time I checked. In fact, how many of you guys can verify this scientific proof? Did you realize it's been scientifically proven that if your parents didn't have any children, you won't either? That's probably going to be the only joke tonight, okay, because this is a serious topic. But seriously, folks, that's brutal. That's wicked. 
All 50 states of our country are murdering children uh, like that, and it's quote-unquote legal. But as we saw last time, just because it's legal doesn't make it right, right? Uh, This is also why they're now saying the most dangerous place in the world is in the womb. It is. Especially if you're an impoverished uh, person, uh, especially if you're of a minority group, because that's what the eugenics, that's what Margaret Sanger wants to do, that's what they want to do, is to get rid of the, uh, ca- uh, the non-Caucasians. You talk about racist. Everybody's worried about racism in our country. Man, so let's start talking about Planned Parenthood, right? But it's the most dangerous place right now in the United States is in the womb. And dare I say, even around the world. Oh, and by the way, talk about brutal, insane, wicked behavior. Here's this one. I had to show this. Why would a bacteria be considered life on Mars? And you know scientifically for sure. But you refuse to admit that a heartbeat is not considered life on Earth. Anybody see how brutal that is and ridiculous that is? Which, by the way, has led to this truth. Right now, this is the headline there. You can see that was just at the end of December, just a couple months ago, folks. That abortion is the leading cause of death worldwide, killing 42 million people in one year. Abortion is the leading cause of death. And how many times do you hear in the news all over the place? It's like, oh, hey, we got cancer. We got a cure for cancer on the way in tonight. They had a show on lung cancer. Well, and I'm glad they're talking about it. We cancer this or, or suicides or, or alcoholism and all this and all these diseases. And we got to do something. There's a crisis. But 42 million children just last year died. It's the number one cause of death on our planet. And nobody's talking about it. Oh, 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 then if they talk about it, don't you tell me I can't do that. Now, that's a brutal society. That's on a Meros. Now, let me, give, let me give you a little bit more on that one, uh, statistics on that aspect. And that's from the same article you just saw there. More human beings died in abortions than any other cause of death in 2018, a new report indicates. The abortion numbers to others' causes of death are far out uh, in advance, including it far outweighs cancer, HIV, AIDS, traffic accidents, suicide, and found that abortions far outnumbered every single one of them. In fact, listen to this. That number does not include unborn babies' abortion deaths. Unborn babies are not recognized as human beings by society, even though biologically, certainly as we've been seeing, they are uniquely living beings at the moment of conception. So it may even be bigger than that. But that's what's going on. And this is their words, the article. What's our theme tonight? Anameras, brutal, listen, and they quote, die brutal, violent deaths in abortion. It's exactly what Paul said would come on the scene when you're living in the last days. But that's what's going on. Now, the reason why it's escalating is because, once again, unfortunately, the church, who are supposed to be the light in the darkness, the, the, oh, by the way, the problem, as we've seen before, it's not with the uh, darkness per se. I'm not condoning darkness, but the problem isn't so much the darkness, it's the light refusing to shine. You want to get rid of the, the darkness, right? You go into a dark room. I've talked about this before. You go into a dark room and you want to get rid of the darkness. What do you do? You flip on the light. What happens to the darkness? Bang, it's gone instantly. The problem is the church the ones who know better, who has the light of God's truth that can steer people out of this dark path and illuminate the way we're not doing nothing about it. So that's another thing that we need to consider. But the reason why it's also increasing is because it's being encouraged, this brutal onomeros behavior. And part of it is from the abortion movement themselves. These people are getting, folks, I'm just, it's brutal. It's sick, it's savage, right? They are actually celebrating 
murdering their children. Here's just one example of that. This is a new movement out there. It's called shout your, hashtag shout your abortion. It's sick. Now, again, translate it for what it is. Because remember last time, you don't use their words. So let's translate abortion, hashtag shout murdering your child. Folks, that's sick. It's not just sick, that's savage. That's what savages do. Let's celebrate killing people. That's savagery. That's a sign you're in the last days. That Paul talked about. Uh, and I could be here all days giving you, you just, just look, shout your abortion on the internet, man, it's everywhere. It's sick. And I can, let me just give you some more photos here. You got this, they're making t-shirts. She's walking around the neighborhood. She's walking around the world doing what? Shout your murdering of your child. Because that's what it is. Right? And then, of course, listen, I do not regret my murdering my child. In public. That's a savage savage world that we're living in. And of course, shout your murder of your child. So it's being encouraged. If it, murder is being encouraged. Who would have thunk that we live in that? But that's a sign you're in the last days. The scripture talks about. Now also, somebody who's jumped on the bandwagon is once again, Oprah Wan Kenobi, the biggest new age priestess on the planet. Okay, and Oprah Wan Kenobi uh, had this shout your abortion, murder your child in her magazine. Okay, and that's unfortunate because, unfortunately, not only is uh, she a, the, again, the biggest New Ager on the planet, priestess. Okay, if you doubt that, get our uh, study and book on New Age and uh, the last day's deception. Uh, we have a whole chapter in there called Oprah Wan Kenobi. Okay, and, uh, but, uh, but unfortunately, she has tens of millions of people that follow her around the world. And what is her magazine promoting? Yeah, don't feel guilty. Be brutal. Join the movement. Shout killing your child. That's the society that we're living in today. Oh, they're going even further. They, can, they got these pendants now that they're offering. Okay? An abortion pendant. Because remember, you know, we don't want to go back to the hangar. You know, you know isn't, isn't that sick? It's sick. It's, it's mockery. It's sick. And again, we saw last time that those figures that they used to draw sympathy to get people to go past the uh, Roe v. Wade, the doctors admitted that they jacked up the numbers. It's all inflated about suppose that thousands of women are dying because of these unhealthy practices. And so we got to make it healthy, which is what we saw before. Excuse me. So we got people being unfortunately wrongfully raped. So do we then therefore logically make uh, uh, industry standards, a place they can go and, and rape people safely? That's ridiculous. But that was the justification. Oh, by the way, they're mocking you and I. And they're mocking our Lord Jesus Christ with aborted Jesus dolls. What a brutal, sick society. Here's a couple more for you to check out. Man, God's watching all this, folks. This is brutal. This is getting wicked, okay, in our world today. We're in the last days. And now in New York, okay, uh, you can now murder children. And again, see, when you, when you, and again, we're going to get, we're going to peel, not just, we're not just going to say it's abortion, it's murdering your child, but now you can murder your child and I'm going to, it's going to be drawn out with pictures because you can say, oh, it was 12 weeks old. Well, we just saw a picture of a 12 week old baby. That's a baby. I say, well, it's only in the first trimester, or the second trimester, or the third trimester. And see, they hide behind that. So let's look and see where those babies are. And in New York state, they can murder every one of these children. Let's take a look. Thank you. 
just did. Those are children. Don't hide behind your weeks, your gestation period. They're murdering children. Folks, that's brutal. That's savagery. That's on Ameros. That's our world today. And they're celebrating it. You wonder why the wrath of God is coming for seven years nonstop. But that, that last one was 30 weeks, man. We also saw in New York, they're murdering them all the way up to birth. So it's even older than that is what they're doing. That's bad. But praise God. There's a little bit of a crack in the dam, so to speak, of this brutal, savage behavior, this murdering, this mass murder movement of children, okay? There's some states that are starting to turn around, okay? And we need to be speaking up. Now, let me give you a couple examples, uh, one from Kentucky and one from Georgia. This was just uh, two weeks ago. Right? The Kentucky legislature passed two bills on abortion this week, and unless the court blocks them, the procedure will be effectively banned in the state. One bill prohibits abortion six weeks in pregnancy before most women even know that they're pregnant. The other that was passed bans abortion of a woman seeking it because of a fetal diagnosis, i.e. a baby diagnosis. Again, don't use their term. That's a baby. What's that about? We're going to get to that, Lord willing, tonight to see if it's got any defects. Because I know it's a baby, but if it's a defective baby, then let's go ahead and kill it. I'm telling you, folks, that's where it's all headed, and it's already being done. Uh, The ACLU is challenging both laws. Now, for those of you who don't understand that acronym, that's the American Communist Lawyers Union. Actually, it's civil, but whatever. I call it the communist. Give me a break. Are you kidding me? Now, why are states all of a sudden starting to turn around? Because it seems like for the longest time, we as a Christian community and, and, and people just, frankly, common sense, murdering children, is no. Well, it's because, quote, the article goes on, they're emboldened, emboldened by the Trump administration and our president's stance on life. Okay, so other states are considering doing so as well, including Ohio, Tennessee, Missouri, Texas, Florida, and Georgia. Now, speaking of Georgia, listen to this. Georgia is the latest state to pass fetal heartbeat bill as a part of a growing trend. So there's a light on the horizon. This is not a time to sit on our haunches and go back to sleep. We need to speak up and capitalize on the crack in the dam. Listen to this, though. The bill, which narrowly passed in the Republican-controlled legislator. What what controlled? Keep that. I'm going to be blunt tonight again. The Democrat Party has turned into the death party, right? And I don't care who it is, Democrat or even Republican. I hear that there are Republicans who support abortion, murdering children. You shouldn't support them either. But by and large, 100%, it seems, the Democrat Party, there is no option but death. And how you could be a Christian and in good conscience and vote for any of those people, i got a problem with that. And you should too. And if you don't, hmm. Anyway, so in the Republican-controlled legislature on Friday, is expected to sign into law by Governor Brian Kemp, a Republican. The measure generally prohibits the procedure after doctors can discern a fetal, a baby heartbeat, a milestone that happens around six weeks of pregnancy before some women know that they're pregnant. So again, we're seeing some signs there's passing bills in these states, of course, and of course they're doing it on purpose because they know it's going to hopefully lead to the Supreme Court, and then maybe we can get rid of this Roe v. Wade thing, 
Okay. Now, guess who's flipping out on this? You think, well, who would flip out on this? Because because we, we we know that that's a child. We know. I mean, hands down, we know it's a child. We've seen that many times in our study. But now we're talking about a heartbeat bill that we can detect an actual heartbeat. So you know it's a human. Who would be against that? Hollywood and the Democrats are going nuts over what these states are doing, saving children. Okay, let me give you a couple examples. Actors, this is an article. This was April 1st. Actors consider boycott of Georgia after state passes heartbeat abortion bill. Now, remember, uh, these uh, are the same people who said they were going to leave the country after if Trump got elected. And they're still here. Right? But Hollywood's elite are joining together to call on Republican Governor Brian Kemp to veto Georgia's new anti-abortion heartbeat bill. Uh, responding to the bill, actress Alyssa Milano stated, uh, started a petition, and she and others said they would not be able to work in Georgia and, quote, good conscience. What kind of conscience do you have, and how could you call it good when you're upset when they're protecting children and you want them to continue to be murdered? What kind of a conscience is that? Baba has a word for that. It's called a seared conscience. About 50 Hollywood actors, including Melissa Milano, Amy Schumer, Ben Stiller, wrote an open letter threatening to pull business out of the state, which is a hub for filming movies and television shows. Quote, we want to continue to support the wonderful people and businesses and communities we have come to love in the Peach State, but we will not do so silently. And we will do everything in our power, listen, to move our industry to a, quote, safer state for women if this becomes law. Anybody see the sick, brutal irony there? I can't believe you're wanting to ban murdering children that we know are children because we're detecting heartbeats. I've got to find a safer place. What a seared conscience. How does that even pass through your brain? How do you justify that? It's wild. The little G, the little God of this world, Satan, blinds the minds of those who do not believe. They can't even see it. They can't even see what they're doing. Not justified it, not making it easy. They're responsible for it. But man, talk about a spiritual vow. Let me just call out a couple other names so that you know there's a, if you ever want, if you want to look at it, there's a list of 50 of them up here. A lot of them I don't recognize because, hello, I don't really care about what's going on in Hollywood. But I do recognize a couple of them. Uh, Christina Applegate, Alec Baldwin, uh, Don Cheadle. Isn't he one of the guys in the Marvel movies? It's like, yeah, what's going on with that one? Uh, There's probably others that I I don't recognize them. Uh, Mia Farrow uh, is also on this list as well. Uh, uh, Let's see, Alyssa Milano, Rosie O'Donnell, shocker. Sean Penn uh, is also, again, Amy Schumer, uh, Michael Sheen, and again, Ben Stiller, and there's a whole bunch of other ones on here. We're going to leave the state of Georgia if you protect children. Now, folks, that's not just ridiculous. That is, I'll use this word, brutal. That's savage. That's what savage people do. But that's what's happening in our world today, right? It's the last day society being created. But also, not just uh, Hollywood liberals, but again, so are the Democrats, which, once again, I call the death party. And again, how you could ever vote for these people, I have no clue. Okay? And I hope you don't. I hope you vote, and I hope you don't vote Democrat. Sorry, I'm just going to be blunt with you. Because they've turned into the death party, right? I'm not here. I don't work for the Republicans. I don't work for any of those political people. I'm just saying statistically 100%. They always seem to be for killing children now. 
okay, as we've seen before. But I came across this. I thought I was done with my notes. Talk about hot off the press. This was uh, Monday night. Monday night, I was watching Tucker Carlson on, uh, on Fox News, of course, and he just happened to have this little blip about Democrat Stacey Abrams. Remember her? Speaking of Georgia, she lost, and she's still throwing a fit to this day, uh, whatever. But he has a clip on here of why she is against this heartbeat bill that was passed in, uh, for children, protecting children, in Georgia. Listen to her reason as to why, listen, her to, she calls the passage of this bill an abomination. But listen to what she says. Why? Watch this. The state legislature in the state of Georgia passed HB 481, the so-called heartbeat bill, the law which awaits a signature from the Georgia governor, is pretty straightforward with the usual exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother. Physicians in Georgia would be sanctioned for performing abortions after a child's heartbeat can be detected. The left hates the bill, of course. It's not specifically designed to protect illegal aliens, for example. Various famous people in Los Angeles have promised to boycott Georgia if HB 481 becomes law. What's interesting, though, is what the abortion lobby hasn't said about it. Nobody's claiming the bill won't save lives. It's pretty hard to argue that a child whose heart is beating isn't a living human being. Instead, here's the argument they're using against it. Listen as the former Georgia legislator, Stacey Abrams, explains on MSNBC over the weekend. We have to be a state that is not only friendly to business, we've got to be friendly to the women who work in these businesses. You should not have to worry about your ability to control your bodily autonomy because of the governor has pushed such an abominable and evil bill that is so restrictive. It's not only bad for morality and our humanity, it's bad for business. It's bad for business. So according to Stacey Abrams, who went to Yale Law School, Protecting the life of a child whose heart is beating is evil because, as she just said, it's bad for business. If only I could find the right word to describe that mentality. It rhymes with brutal. Maybe you guys can... That's savage. Did you see her words? It was an abomination. It's bad for business. That's a savage, savage Sick society. The Democrat Party, I'll say it again, folks, has become the death party. Okay, but that's, that's just step one, right? That's just step one. How are you going to create this savage society that man, that's just constantly wicked and evil, and you wonder why the wrath of God's coming for seven years nonstop? Well, that's just the first step to create an anomeros society, okay? That's just children inside the womb. Now, you need to take it even further, unfortunately, and now you need to start brutally murdering children outside the womb, okay? Now, that is what we already saw, okay, is actually in the conversation now, okay, with a what? Democrat governor, okay, and his state representative saying it's okay, and that's a discussion you should be able to have after the baby's been born, should you kill it then? Let's recap that just a little bit. President Trump denounces a bill in Virginia that would have made abortion legal up until the moment a woman is giving birth. As outrage over the measure spreads across the country, he tells the Daily Caller he thinks Delegate Kathy Tran's proposal is terrible and reaffirmed his rejection of late-term abortion. Virginia Delegate Kathy Tran pitched her bill that shocked many Americans earlier this week. A woman is about to give birth. She has physical signs of, of, that she is about to give a birth. Would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? 
she's dilating. Mr. Chairman, that would be a, you know, a decision that the doctor, the physician and the woman. I understand that. that I'm asking if your bill allows that. My bill would allow that. Yes. Virginia House Majority Leader Todd Gilbert has heard questioning the Democrat. She's a mother of four to put it in the terms, the starkest possible terms for her and make her own up to what her bill actually did even may have been unsettling for her. And unsettling for President Trump. He tells the Daily Caller he thought it was terrible and then brought up this line from the 2016 debates. If you go with what Hillary is saying in the ninth month, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby. Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia is also facing backlash after his support for the bill. The infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mothers. We found out that, that, that our governor is willing basically to embrace the notion that if a child is born alive, you actually just keep the child comfortable while you discuss how or whether to allow it to die. Die when? Now you're outside the womb. You're completely outside the womb. The baby's on the table, quote, being made comfortable as they have a discussion. Do we kill it? Do we not kill it? This is going on right now in our country. Evil is abounding, and we need to speak up. But it's not going to stop, folks. This is what happens. You let sin, What's the Bible say? A little bit of yeast leavens the lump. It, it begins to spread. We've rolled over and played dead to our own detriment and disobedience to God as the light in this dark world that is doing this dark behavior. And then we actually thought it was just going to stop there. No, it's going outside the womb now. Now, uh, to the credit there, okay, that's just a sick... That's a sick, brutal, savage discussion, okay? But it did spark an outrage. Now, I don't think it got as big as it could have been in our country because remember we saw before, just after a couple days, literally a couple days after this started to broadcast, what did they bring out in the news nonstop 24-7 to distract you from what he just said? The blackface issue. The blackface issue, remember? Oh, he had a yearbook with a blackface. Right, and I'm not supporting racism or whatever, but that was the smokescreen to get you off of what he said because what he's promoting is infanticide. I mean, it's wrong to kill children all the way anytime because they're babies at conception. But that was the trickery that they did. But but it did stir up even with the trickery to get everybody's attention off, and frankly, everybody's attention's off, isn't it? It worked. They do it all the time, folks, and we fall for it. But it did, uh, in uh, the, the Congress there, it did stir up some behavior. Now, uh, one of the congressmen produced a bill, okay, uh, Ben Sass, I believe, S-A-S-S-E, if you want to check it out. And he produced a bill quickly to say, man, okay, we're not even talking inside the womb, but now we're at the dangerous conversation of outside the womb. Uh, we're going to put a bill forth that we can never cross that line, never. It was an actual bill, and this is just recently. In light of this guy's comments, the Democrat from Virginia and the Democrat represented the trans lady. Can you believe that bill did not pass? Watch this. This place fancies itself the world's greatest deliberative body. But we would be deceiving ourselves if we ignored the biggest debate 
that's been happening in America over the last 36 hours. A public elected official, the governor of one of the 50 states, has been defending a practice that is morally repugnant. The governor of Virginia has been defending a practice that is repugnant to civilized people across the entire world. Here's just one of the ugly nuggets from Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia. Quote, if the mother is in labor, the infant would be delivered. The infant would be kept comfortable. The infant would be resuscitated, if that's what the mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physician and the mother. Let's be really clear about what we're talking about here. We're talking about fourth trimester abortion, or what anyone in the normal world calls infanticide. That's what we're talking about. And the governor of Virginia has been defending this all day yesterday and again today, going out and trying to equivocate and qualify and then double down and again say he wants to defend this practice, which is infanticide. Let's be clear what we're talking about. We're talking about killing a baby that's been born. We're not talking about some euphemism. We're not talking about a clump of cells. We're talking about a little baby girl who's been born and is on a table in a hospital or a medical facility, and then a decision or a debate would be had about whether or not you could kill that little baby. We're talking about the most vulnerable among us, and we have a public official in America out there again and again defending a practice. This is infanticide that we're talking about. This should be so far beyond any political consideration. We're talking about a little baby, a baby with dignity, an image bearer. We're talking about a tiny life that has done nothing wrong to warrant being left to die cold and alone on the table. Everyone in the Senate ought to be able to say unequivocally that killing that little baby is wrong. This doesn't take any political courage. And if you can't say that, if there's a member of this body that can't say that, there may be lots of work you can do in the world, but you shouldn't be here. You should get the heck out of any calling in public life where you pretend to care about the most vulnerable among us. There should be no politics here that are right versus left or Republican versus Democrat. This is the most basic thing you could be talking about. We're talking about a little baby born alive, and we have a public official in America defending the idea well, you could have a debate about killing her. Just a short time ago on Capitol Hill, a defeat for a pro-life bill on the Senate floor. This bill was very specific. It only would protect infants who survived abortions at the end of the term by requiring health care officials to treat them with the same degree and skill and care that they would of any other baby. But it was short of the 60 votes needed to advance. How does that happen? Who in their right mind would vote against that? And then the status of our country, there's not enough people with, frankly, some common sense to realize that we're talking about a child. It's wrong to murder children anytime. From conception forward, it's wrong to murder, period. But we're outside the womb now, on the table, and the thing didn't pass. You know what that is? That's a brutal, that's a savage society. Oh, and by the way, guess who made sure it didn't pass? The Democrats. 
The Democrats, the death party, worked together, and they made sure that bill wasn't going to pass. They made sure the bill, what bill? There's no question it's a child. We know it's a child all the way through. But now we know it's a child. They admit it's a child. It's a child on a table. It's a child being made, quote-unquote, comfortable. And the Democrats said, nope, we're going to make sure this thing tanks to protect the life of that child. I'll say it again. I'll be blunt. Guess what? You vote for any Democrat. Shame on you as a Christian. What they have turned into, I don't know what the past was, but I'm just dealing with right now. And I'll say for any Republican, anybody, but the Democrat Party has rallied around this issue and made it their brutal cry. We stand for the murder of children. And how you could throw your ring in the hat with those people as a Christian, mm, you're going to stand accountable for that. Oh, but, but speaking of the Democrat, that governor, you'll be happy to know. Talk about a sick, twisted, brutal irony. Watch this one. The same guy, he just passed a bill. And uh, he passed a bill supporting animal cruelty, making it a felony. And if you could see there, uh, the date was April 2nd. So the exact same guy who's supporting killing children outside the womb, again, it's all wrong, he makes his big uh, debut of passing this bill. Anybody see the sick, twisted, brutal irony there? Okay, let me, let me read to you from the article there. And again, this is just off the press. Earlier this year, Governor Northam came under massive national criticism for appearing on a radio show supporting infanticide. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, he says, quote, Northam, I don't have any regrets. And while protecting newborn babies who survive abortions, murder attempts, is apparently too much for Northam to support, a law against animal cruelty isn't. Today, he signed a new bill into law that would make animal cruelty a felony. Current law requires the animal to die before somebody could face felony charges. But under Northam's new bill, animal abusers will be found guilty of a felony. Uh, it increases the penalty for cruelty or unnecessarily beating or maiming or mutilating or killing a dog or a cat to a felony charge. Now, I'm not, against, I'm not for that. But what's the irony here? This is the guy who says you can have a child out on the table and we should have a right to, to decide to kill it or not. But let's protect a dog or a cat with a felony. But they say, quote, the crime matches the penalty. Uh, not whether the dog, or, uh, dog lives or dies, the act of maliciously wounding or torturing a dog is a felony. And we've got to act. Really. But not for children. And you have a right. For, mm. You know what? That, that's a brutal society, is it not? Isn't that a savage? Savage is a good word. That's on Amaros. That's the Greek. That's the sign you're in the last days. That's our world today. Not coming. That's our world today. But, but you've you got to keep going, unfortunately. You're going to create that last day's brutal society. You need to move to uh, uh, the third step. And now, you know what? If you murder them inside, now you're going to murder them outside. How about we just get rid of the ones we don't like? You know, those defective kids. And you're thinking, oh, no. Folks, this has already been going on for quite some time. And I want to talk about it, and I want to expose it. It's a slippery slope. Because, again, you think it's going to stop? No. A little bit of sin spreads. A little bit of yeast spreads. That's what it does. Sin spreads, right? You give it a foothold, it ain't going to stop. 
And certainly, given a foothold to murder, it's not going to stop. Okay, and of course, one of the big reasons, there's many reasons they want to come up with, but one of the big reasons why they want to kill uh, children is the ones that they call defective, specifically the ones that are born with Down syndrome. Okay? And, and that's not the only one, but that's one of the popular ones today. And I'll, show, I'll demonstrate that in a second. And believe it or not, this has been going on for quite some time. Uh, our daughter, Rebecca, she just turned 18. This happened with both Rebecca and uh, our son, Billy, uh, getting ready to turn 15, but so 18 years ago, 18 years ago, with both of our children, Rebecca and then later Billy, doctors, I was there at the appointment with my wife. They approached us and said, we can run a test and to see how your child is doing. Notice they admit it's a child in there. To see how your child's doing. And we're like, what? Well, yeah, to see if there's, you know, if there's any defects or has got, you know, Down syndrome or something wrong with the child. And we're like, dude, you could take that test and you be grateful we're Christians, right? Uh, but we're like, I was shocked. It's like, what? It's like, no. And we said, we says, Listen, what? no, no, no. We're going to take any child that God gives us, no matter what, because that child is from God. And God says all children are a blessing from him. And then he will entrust us with their care. That's a privilege. Keep your test. But that happened, folks, okay? But, give it or not, they're actually using this as a scare tactic in the abortion, i.e. murder of children movement, to get girls, if they're kind of waffling, like, "Ah, I don't know if I want to. But once you hear this, it might have Down syndrome, it scares them into doing it. I'm going to share with you an actual recorded phone call into an abortion clinic, a murder clinic of children in New Mexico, and watch how that's used as a scare tactic, okay? You're also going to hear the price, thousands of dollars. And then you're going to hear them saying, you better do it now, because if we waited another week, it's going up another thousand. And then you're going to hear what we saw before. Oh, don't worry. We have a priest on hand who could help calm your spiritual fears. Here's the actual telephone conversation. Watch this. Dr. Boyd, this is Susan. How may I help you? Um, yes. Um, I, I was just wondering if, um, what services you offer. Um, I'm pregnant, and um, my name's Bethany, and I'm just wondering... We do we do pregnancy terminations here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how? What was the first day of your last normal period? Twelve, fourteen, sixteen. You know how far how far you think you they, you think you are? Um, Twenty nine weeks, I believe. Okay. So, and where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from Texas, from Lubbock, Texas. Okay. So what? What we do in at this time in a pregnancy for termination is what we call an induction procedure. It will require you to be in Albuquerque from a Monday afternoon or evening through a Friday afternoon or evening. We'll be spending a couple of days softening and dilating your cervix, and then we will induce labor. So you will be going through the active labor and delivery of a stillborn. Is there anything wrong with the pregnancy? Well... They said they saw an anomaly. Okay. And Tell you what they were? They weren't sure if it was, like, maybe something that's Down syndrome. 
and that kind of made me nervous because I'm like, I don't really, I don't want to, I'm afraid to deal with all that. Sure, of course, of course. That's a lifetime of commitment. We would be starting this procedure on the 11th. Now, at that point in time, um, we would be looking at $11,500 fee. And the week after that, if we can't make it happen by next week, we're going to be looking at a $12,500 fee. My big concern is um, I'm Catholic, I'm religious, so I would like to know if there's a possibility of having a priest there, or how does that work? Do you even have that? Cause we, um, we work with an organization called the Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice, and believe it or not, there there is a priest affiliated with them. He has come here on numerous occasions. Um, people at the RCRC are really wonderful. They, they're pro-choice. We work with them all the time, and um, you know we, uh, we don't know how we'd do without them, really. Wow, where do you even start? I was thinking of that price. Of course, remember, the further along the baby's developed, the more money, and she was so far along, now you're up into the tens of thousands of dollars. So you're dealing with a good-sized child that they're going to, Dismember, and eleven thousand five hundred. If you don't do it next week, it's going up to twelve thousand five hundred. Don't tell me that's not a fear tactic. Did you hear the Down syndrome thing? Oh, uh, oh yeah, that's a lifetime of commitment. You're doomed now. But I, I, I was sitting there just watching this again. What went through my mind was, there's hitmen out there. So I hear. I haven't ever hired one. In case you're wondering, that will kill people for cheaper than that. Yet these guys get to do it so-called legally and become millionaires, and it's okay. But hitmen go to jail. But these people don't. They made a business out of it. It's crazy. But again, it's sick. And again, that guy, you're supposed to represent the church. Now we know, we know, especially here, Roman Catholicism is not the same thing as biblical Christianity. Again, if you have any doubts on that, get our resources, Roman Catholicism and the coming world religion. Uh, but that's sick. That's brutal. That's gross, okay? Uh, but guess what? They get these diagnoses wrong all the time. Now, it's wrong. Don't get me, don't misunderstand me. I don't care what the child has. You trust God, and you be responsible. There's no reason to kill the child. But you add on to that, that these guys get it wrong all the time. Or are they really doing it on purpose? We'll get to that in a second. But here's just one example of a wrong diagnosis. We first became aware of these difficulties in the pregnancy at the 20-week scan. We went into the radiographer and there was just silence. She wouldn't speak to us at all. She just said there was something wrong and she needed a consultant. So she phoned down and pulled a consultant out of delivery and brought him up to scan me. And he told us that he wasn't sure what he was dealing with and we had to be referred to a specialist hospital. And they told us that there was severe abnormalities with the baby, that the brain was informed, the spine was informed. 
it was so severe that they referred us to the, a, hosp a hospital in Sheffield, um, a specialist hospital, um, to do MRIs and scans. Um, we seen a few different consultants there and it was at that stage they recommended an abortion. Um, they felt that the child wouldn't survive birth and if it did it would be so profoundly disabled that, um, well their words were, it would have no quality of life. And they told us that the thoracic lesion would, would mean he would never breathe on his own and from the minute he's been born he's breathed on his own from the first minute of life he's never needed resuscitation, he's never needed any aid with breathing at all. Um, they told us that his hydrocephalus would be so severe um, that it would never be manageable and whenever he was born he had no hydrocephalus at all. The doctors said that Joshua would be um, incompatible with life and, uh, and now he's 16 weeks old and he's brilliant, he's just a wee fighter, so he is. Yeah, and um, at the minute he's 16 weeks and completely age-appropriate. Yeah, he has doing everything that he should be doing. Turned to somebody and said, he's a wee fire. <laughs> yeah, love that accent. But what's the point? Folks, that's just one of, I'm telling you, multitudes of examples. Uh, doctors get it wrong all the time. But again, it wasn't just, hey, there's a problem here. It's, oh, there's a problem here. <laughs> Your life will be doomed. Let's kill it. That's savagery. That's brutal. Again, it's wrong to murder any child, but now you're out to the point where let's get rid of those defective ones. So your life isn't impugned. I got this email. I got to read it to you. <clears throat> this was after our first study. This lady sent this to me. Her name's Brenda. She said this, Pastor Billy, I want to thank you for your message on the mass murder of children. I just finished listening to part two, and I'm shaking with disgust and heartbroken. Wow. I realize part one is no longer on YouTube. By the way, let's make a disclaimer. I forgot the beginning. Uh, thanks to the hard work of Give It Up for Rob in the back. And, uh, and read and prompt. Uh, the studies are now on the teaching website, getalifemedia.com. You can see it right there on the front page. So even though YouTube is yanking them off, you can go to the teaching website, getlifemedia.com, and you can get access to all of them. So, uh, but anyway, so I realize part one, she says, is no longer on YouTube, but it looks like I may be able to listen to the rest of it on Facebook. Uh, but before I do that, can I share something with you? Two years ago, my niece uh, was, I believe, 24 weeks pregnant with her second child when she was told that there might be a possibility that her child had Down syndrome and that she should consider aborting, i.e. killing it. She didn't, and today, listen, she has a beautiful, healthy little girl. Thank you, Lord. Why? It's wrong anyway, but still. But then she says this. A few months ago, though, a friend of ours, a brother in the Lord, was over, and he told us that his son and daughter-in-law were pregnant with their second child and were told that it was deformed and they should consider aborting, i.e. killing it. They unfortunately did. He said, our friend is devastated, to say the least. After hearing both of these stories, I started doing some research about abortion and, and found a lot of the same facts that you're presenting in your messages. And I also came to the conclusion that these people may very well be lying to mothers who are not willing to raise children uh, with special needs. 
just my thoughts, but I don't think I'm wrong, and frankly, I would agree with her, right, is what she's saying there. Uh, Two young mothers in my circle of people that I know were told their babies were not healthy and they should consider abortion, I ain't killing it. Not a coinkydink to me. Thanks again for your ministry. Be blessed as you continue to expose all the evil ones' sick tactics. That's a good word. It's sick. It's brutal is what's going on there. Uh, In in fact, uh, to show you just how sick it is, we got to get rid of these kids not only in the womb, and now they're discussing outside the womb, but we've gone to the third stage. Let's get rid of those defective ones too. This is mind-blowing. Here's the stats on murdering just Down syndrome babies. Right now, folks, and you can see uh, the date there. That was just a few weeks ago. Iceland kills almost 100% of not just babies, but babies with Down syndrome in abortion, Denmark, 98, France, 77%. And guess who's right there? Hard on the heels. America. 67% of Down syndrome babies are murdered. Can, can we call that for what it is? That's called eugenics. And if you think that program has stopped, you're kidding yourself. Remember, that was the backbone and background of Margaret Sanger who found a Planned Parenthood. They've never stopped that goal. Okay, but this is the global statistics. Now, listen to this. this. Let me read from the article there. It says, last year, CBS News, the Communist Broadcasting Service, or whatever that stands for, uh, reported that Iceland, listen to their words, is close to eradicating Down syndrome since prenatal screening became available. What they really mean is that people with Down syndrome are being eradicated by selective abortion or murder. Wasn't there somebody in history a few decades back that tried to eradicate a certain group of people? It rhymes for Hitler, for those of you wondering who it might be. And yet this is okay to eradicate children with Down syndrome. Denmark is right behind Iceland with a 98% abortion rate for Down syndrome. France, 77%. United States, 67%. Uh, Children with Down syndrome are aborted. This is an enormous tragic loss for the whole world, and it's driven by fear. The first thing that parents hear when they find out their child is Down syndrome in the medical industry, they say, I'm so sorry. And then they give them a list of things that their child will never do and never accomplish, and your life is doomed. That's a lie. The pressure to abort is always there. But these children are not something to be afraid of. They bring love and joy. People with Down syndrome break stereotypes every single day. Some today are models and chefs and musicians and athletes and entrepreneurs. They're advocates, lobbyists. They even testify before Congress. Some of them get to go to the White House and meet the president. I know a lot of people, including myself, that never got to do that. Should we get rid of those folks? They have fulfilling jobs, busy social calendars. They have loving marriages. They have their own unique voices and dreams for the future, and they never stop learning. In fact, quote, research shows 99% of people with Down syndrome are happy with their lives. And some have challenges, of course, and they need help at times, of course. Listen, but who doesn't? So what's next? You roll over and play dead on that one? You're going to get rid of... Defective adults? I mean, they, they need a lot of help, too, and they infringe on your time, and it's not an easy procedure to have to take care of somebody. Like, it's a burden. It's exactly where it's headed, folks. 
And that's going to be for our study uh, next week, but we're not quite done. I like what uh, this mom said to her so-called doctor who encouraged her to murder her baby, who did have Down syndrome. Here's what she said. All right, a mother's powerful message is going viral this morning. Courtney Baker's doctor suggested that she have an abortion because her baby had Down syndrome. She refused, and now that baby is 15 months old, and she is beautiful. And Mrs. Baker wrote to that doctor saying this, quote, You were so very wrong to say a baby with Down syndrome would decrease our quality of life. So my prayer is that no other mommy will have to go through what I did. My prayer is that you too will now see true beauty and pure love with every sonogram yeah amen because what's the scripture say all children how many all children are a gift from god right yeah they're going to need some care last time i checked we need some care right they need some help guess what we all need help right they might fumble and bumble and make some mistakes have you ever made one give me a break i'm telling you folks it's a slippery slope it's wrong through and through it's murder but we're at stage three. You're looking at inside the womb, outside the womb. Now you're getting selective, starting with the defective ones. But they're not defective. Children with Down syndrome can produce some of the greatest joys in life. But our society is so brutal and wicked, they think it's, no, it's horrible, the end of your life. Here's just one example of what we're missing out with children that have Down syndrome. Let's take a look. Um, Emma is 10 and started to walk on her own in December when she was nine years, eight months, and one day. Not that anybody's counting, Um, but it was something that was just so awesome. And if she were a regular kid and she walked at 18 months or two years, we'd be like, oh yeah, you know, woo, she walked. But I think having seen Emma walk at that age. It's something that has been so amazing to us, but also a gift to other people too. And I think that's the the coolest thing is we get used to seeing such small incremental progress um, that even sometimes we kind of take it for granted after she's accomplished something. It's a gift that she gives us all. So if, if If you're a mom who has just been told that you're going to have a child with special needs, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's it's the the beginning of a whole new world. It's it's an amazing adventure that you're going to be on, and there is an adventure to it. Um, But there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of joy, and you get to experience so much about people that you would not have imagined. It's amazing how good people really are. Good days, 10 to 1, outweigh the bad ones. Farmer. You work it out like any other problem, like any other issue in your life. you got to work it out. You, know, you, you cannot come first anymore. And that goes with any parent. I don't care what, what the, 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 uh, the ability or disability of the child is. You need to... You need to live for the kids now. The kids need to, to be num- your number one priority. Because that's what God says to do. They're all a gift. Every child's different. I love his phrase. He just, you work it out. 
That's what parents are supposed to do. You just work it out, just like any other challenge. You work it out. You don't murder. And yet 67% in our own country, nearly 100% in other countries, are selectively killing those children. You know what that is? That's savagery. That's brutal. That's on a meros. That's the last day of society. So where does our society get this sick idea? It's not just supposedly okay to kill children, but children inside the womb, outside the womb, and now outside the womb, let's go ahead and get rid of those D. De- where did that come from? Margaret Sanger. Planned Parenthood. Who we've quoted before. You need to get rid of those defective kids. They're like weeds, right? Uh, from different races who were impoverished. I'm going to close with this. I can't believe I came across this. I can't believe I got this thing. This is, back in the day, it's black and white. This is an interview with Margaret Sanger and with Mike Wallace. And it's a long interview, but I came across this section. I, I had to share this part. But watch what she calls the greatest sin of all from the founder of Planned Parenthood. Watch this. Do you believe in sin? When I say believe, I don't mean in believe in committing sin. Do you believe there is such a thing as, a, as sin? Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just mark when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin that people can, can commit. Not murdering children not selectively murdering certain children, but the greatest sin is even allowing them to come into existence. And, oh, by the way, so therefore, what's her solution to fix it? You kill them. Folks, that is not just sick. It's not just brutal. It's not just murder. It's not just infanticide. You're at that stage where you are actually talking, and it came from the root, and she got it from Hitler. We've already seen this in the history. And he got it from the live evolution. And all lies come from who? The father of all lies, Satan, John chapter 8. And he's a murderer and he's been one from the beginning, remember? But we are talking full-blown eugenics. Selective breeding. It's not coming, it's happening. Lord willing, next time we're going to continue to go on, because that's just three steps. We're going to see, and it's not coming... They are progressively going even further than this. Lord willing, next time we're going to see, again, the rationale. You play over, you roll dead, sin doesn't stop. It keeps infecting, it keeps spreading, just like yeast. And if it's okay to kill kids inside the womb, and then now we're having discussions about outside the womb, and we already have horrid, brutal statistics that they're killing so-called defective kids, okay, then again, why not adults who get defective? And that's exactly where it's headed. And it's not just headed, it's already being done. We're going to look at, Lord willing, next time with assisted suicide, the Obamacare death panels. Yes, they're in existence. The media mocks anyone, including Sarah Palin, who actually mentioned this, okay? We're also going to take a look at cloning people to harvest them for their organs and how that Harvesting people, listen, alive for their organs is already being done on our planet, and I've got proof. Lord willing, we'll get to that next time. 
Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple of things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death? In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God, out of love, gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying. Okay. How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. If you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's his standard. Uh, uh, even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that, that's the same thing. Uh, it's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what did we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a liar. I, I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the Scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step, to admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior. If we would admit that and then ask for the Savior to save us. That, that's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place, so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. The word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against Him and disqualified us, that disqualified us for heaven. Right? And we've actually seen this work in real life. 
Uh, for instance, uh, there's been people who have committed crimes, gone to court, the gavel's been passed, the judge has said, hey, listen, we all know you're guilty, uh, you even admit you're guilty, and uh, for your crimes, you're going to not just jail, you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty. And did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row? It's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon, and they can go free. And did you know, it's actually on historical record, that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty, and they've refused to take it. And so, even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us, this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive His pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what He was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there, and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon so that you can be set free and go to heaven. The Bible says that if you will confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, you will be saved. Hey, folks, if that's you, don't delay. You may not even have tomorrow. Today could be your last day. Please accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth He is Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the grave. And the Bible says you will be saved. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Gill Life Ministries. If there's anything that we could do for you, our information and, and number will come up here shortly. And please don't hesitate to contact us. But remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.